What are the keys to victory for the Miami Dolphins in week three as they host the Denver Broncos? That's what we're exploring here today on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. You are Locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Cal Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Today's Friday, September 22nd, 2023. Shout out to our everydayers who do keep it locked in with us on a daily basis. I see you. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. We are focused today on the show on the keys to victory against the Denver Broncos in Week Three. Miami, a chance for the second consecutive second consecutive season to start the year at three and zero. This one feels a little different, but nevertheless, it has to be different all season long. And the way that you do that is by going one and zero in each and every week. And we are. Hoping the Dolphins are going to be able to achieve that. And uh, I want to look at the offensive side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball, and then zoom out and look at the uh, the conference from a big picture and what would be wins for the Dolphins across the conference. When the Dolphins have the football, let's, let's start. Everybody loves scoring points, right? Uh, the status of Jalen Waddell continues to be up in the air. He's still in concussion protocol. He was not spotted at Thursday's practice. He was spotted stretching at Wednesday's practice. I don't know what that means, guys. Like, it, protect yourself mentally. If you're expecting Jalen Waddell to be out there, um, I, I would not expect to see Jalen Waddell until you hear specifically that he has been cleared of concussion protocol. So, Friday is obviously a big day for that. The Dolphins will take the practice field in a few hours. By the time many of you are listening to this, you'll know whether Jalen Waddle practiced or not. If Jalen Waddle practices today in any capacity, I think you're you should expect to see him. If he doesn't, I would probably lean towards you're not going to have him, and that obviously changes the dynamics of um, how this Dolphins team go about goes about its business. Um, I think the number one thing, if you don't have Jalen Waddle, that you're going to want to do is ask Tyreek Hill to buckle in for a heavy workload game. Because the Dolphins have, over the course of the past couple of games, uh, played a fair amount where they've played Waddle and Hill in isolation of one another as compared to them both consistently being on the field at the same time. Now there's more snaps than not where they are on the field at the same time. But those reps where Jalen Waddle would be on the field and Tyreek Hill is not, this week, I'd ask Tyreek Hill to do it. Uh, I think Tyreek's got to be the leader that he is expected to be and that he has shown himself to be since coming to Miami and be ready for a full snap share uh, and then some and shoulder some of the load of the workload that Jalen would typically have in isolation from Tyreek. Obviously, the Dolphins use pre-snap motion and shifts more than any other team in the NFL. Uh, they're right up there. They were percentage points ahead of San Francisco before San Francisco's Thursday night football victory over the New York Giants. Uh, that should continue because you know, you know that the Broncos are going to want to play Patrick Peterson, Patrick Peterson, Patrick Sertan. They're going to want to isolate Patrick Sertan 
on Tyreek Hill and try to play the matchup game because that's what happens when you have a corner as good as Pat Sertan, the second. So motion, this might be more of a, we're going to have you travel all the way across the set as compared to this short zip, cheetah, uh, quick out, whatever you want to call the motion. And I've had people ask me, what do they call the motion? I don't know either. I know JT O'Sullivan, the quarterback school, uh, had dropped some hints and alluded to, hey, guys, you got to find out what this is called. I don't know either. All I know is it's, it's really messing with teams and their defensive rules right now. I expect you'll still, still see it, but that's the question. I think that the Broncos, you, you're going to have to get the answer from them pretty, pretty quickly. Are you going to play man or are you going to try to zone? If you're going to try to zone, I'd take Tyreek and start them on one side of the formation and then do full formational shifts or full formational motions and have him end up running his route on the other side. If they're going to play man, okay, then you can get back to that motion that is screwing with so many teams and test Sertan and say, okay, you know, we, we obviously respect you, but if you're going to play man coverage and we're going to run this motion and you're going to have this free release from Tyreek Hill, how well can you defend it? Because I don't, I I don't envy any corner that has to put themselves in that position, and you can't really get hands on. The other thing to watch for a personnel standpoint is what the heck else is going on in this Denver secondary. Justin Simmons with a hip has not practiced all week. What a blow that would be, especially if Jalen Waddle ends up not playing in the game. You would look from a personnel standpoint and point to Waddle being out and say, okay, that changes the numbers of, of how you can defend. The Dolphins, but if your other corner is Damari Mathis and Justin Simmons can't play, and your other starting safety and Caden Stearns is already on IR, that that hurts your ability and confidence to adequately, effectively, and with rousing success, space the rest of the field uh, away from the side that Tyree Kill is on. So there's there's availability questions, I think, on both sides of the fence here that that are really fascinating that um, we'll get more clarity on between the injury report on Friday at four o'clock. Or if you're Bill Belichick, you put it out around six thirty and hope nobody notices. Oh, <laughs> and then the game game day availability is 90 minutes before kick. Or if you're Bill Belichick, you'll put them out 40 minutes before the game and hope nobody notices. But. That for Miami from a passing game perspective, get the answer on what the, the Broncos plan is for Tyreek Hill, whether Jalen Waddle plays or not. And my motions and my shifts will be dictated on how they choose to play Tyreek. And I would ask Tyreek to be willing to step up to the plate a little bit. Now, as far as the front and running the football against Denver in this Vance Joseph defense, uh, they are very blitz-heavy. I think you welcome that if you're the Dolphins based on their ability to space the field. And if teams want to get up in your face and really crowd inside a 10, then the shot play that Tua underthrew one ball to Jalen Waddle on and ended up putting another one up over the top to Jalen Waddle with middle-of-the-field closed coverage later in the game against uh, the Patriots. If they want to really crowd eight yards – then we're going to one step in rhythm, gun, put the ball down the sideline, and have these guys go make plays. Does Robbie Chosen get elevated? Does Braxton Berrios just take the waddle reps? Does Eric Hezukama play a bigger role? 
for me, I'd probably like to try to maintain as much of what other you have going on from a personnel standpoint as possible. So like the routes that Braxton's supposed to run, I'd want Braxton to run. Now, when you go two wide receivers, what's the concept? Is the concept quick game? Do you think you have time to block them up? Do you find that they are going to blitz you really heavy? If they are going to blitz you really heavy, maybe you want the short area swiftness agility player, or maybe if they're going to really crowd the box, you want the vertical long speed and put Robbie Chosen on the boundary and have him just run vertical routes on the outside and say, hey, you, you know you're big tall. You could separate vertically down the field run those routes until we get them out of this heavy congestion short area of the field. So I think it's a little bit of touch and go once you get the answers for Denver. What I'm not overly concerned about is Denver's ability to physically overwhelm you uh, with defensive talent when the Dolphins have the football. Now, from a front perspective, Mike Purcell with an ankle has not participated in either of the first two days of practice, and Frank Clark sounds like he is a no-go regardless based on the updates that we got from Frank Clark um, as of last week for Miami. So I, I like your opportunities up front. Ron Armstead's been working all week in practice. Do we see him back? What kind of an upgrade does that give you? So for me, like I, I want to stay away from the cliches of uh, win the turn, don't turn the ball over, score points in the red zone, right? Like I, I think your plan you, you should be planned for uh, however they choose to defend Tyreek. And then I would be using Tyreek in ways that allow you to still get him involved in the passing game and run your passing offense through him, even if he gets Sertan in coverage. Would be what, and the motion I, I think is the key there. And then keeping the rest of the offense complementary. Uh, excited. I think you can run the ball on this team. I, I think this is an outside run week uh, versus, you know, there was some inside zone success against the New England Patriots last week. Um, I look at what the Broncos have, and I do think their linebackers, Josie Jewell, uh, Alex Singleton, they're, they're physical, intelligent thumpers who are a little lacking athletically, and they don't have a lot of great size on the edge between Bonito and Gregory, I would want to try to collapse the edges and test the linebacker speed to get up over the top and, and run to the sideline with you. So a little, I think the run game stuff will maybe look a little different than what it did last week as well. We're going to talk about the defensive side of the ball and how you defend the Broncos next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins, so stick with us. Perhaps you want to impromptu Head to Hard Rock Stadium. Go to the game. Dolphins season uh, home opener in week three. It's a long wait. Good things come to those who wait. Uh, let game time kind of help you with that process. If you want to spontaneously make this commitment, forget planning for trips and events months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. You get exclusive flash deals for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time, we'll credit you 110% of the difference. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Or... 
perhaps you'd like to watch the game at home, but you need fresh groceries for the week. You don't have time to get to the store. Try grocery delivery from DoorDash. Everything you want delivered when you need it right to your door. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You want to get more value, you can save on all of your grocery and restaurant favorites with $0 delivery fees on all eligible orders with the Dash Pass membership. Get 50% off your first DoorDash order, up to a $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONNFL at checkout. Limited time offer terms do apply. That's 50% off, up to $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order. When you do download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONNFL, don't forget that's code LOCKEDONNFL for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. So when the Broncos have the football, I watched the tape, and I was a little surprised, I'm going to be honest. The manner in which Russell Wilson is playing football right now, in spite of what the statistics would tell you, uh, is not a player who is sealing the, the field particularly well. And I think that is something the Dolphins can really capitalize on. I think you can really attack Russell Wilson. Now, this team has a physical downhill runner. They have high floor offensive linemen. They've got some speed on the perimeter. So you can't fall asleep. And Russell Wilson, what he still does really well is he will extend plays. But at the first sight of color flashing, the opposite color flashing out of his peripheral vision or right in front of him, Russell Wilson's eyes go down and he looks to scramble and get outside the pocket. And in the process of doing that, there are times in which he will miss players running scramble drill, or he will miss concepts that are open. So you think about what this defense is designed to be. Vanilla presentation. We're going to keep everything static in the pre-snap. We want to organically get after you if we can. We want to force quarterbacks to do all of their processing after the snap. And you do this with a quarterback who holds the ball for the second longest amount of time on average on all of his past attempts in the NFL. It's about 3.15 seconds for Russell Wilson per attempt. He's already a slow trigger. He does not like seeing color flash across his face, but he is slippery. I think contain rushes are key. But if it were me, if it were me, and it's not, but if it were, I would be looking to run interior games and test the athleticism of the interior offensive line of the Broncos. Quinn Miners, Lloyd Cushenberry, Ben Powers, charge them with, don't try to bull them. Don't try to overtake them with first step quickness, just shooting a gap. Force miscommunications there. But make sure your contain rush on the outside is of high integrity. Make sure you have guys who are aiming to box Russell Wilson within the pocket. Because if that happens, you don't see a lot of, I see color, my eyes go down. I'm going to get off my spot. Oh, wait, I can't get outside the pocket. Oh, okay, I need to pick my eyes back up and throw the ball down the field. Nope. That doesn't happen often. 
So the plan for Russell Wilson should be boxing him in the pocket, but trying to create color that makes him uncomfortable. The commanders did a really good job of that down the stretch. It was guys like Deron Payne and John Allen really turned it up down the stretch. Chase Young flashed. You can bring pressures, right? And as long as you're, if the Broncos are going to play condensed formations, you can effectively hide your pressures. If the Broncos are going to really spread you out and try and just get answers, then I think you probably play more zone coverage. Um, and then you really need to be leery of if they're going to run everybody down the field against a four-man rush and you try to twist or pull an edge rusher inside and loop one of the defensive tackles outside. That's not a matchup on the edge that you like. So I see Andrew Van Ginkle potentially having a very valuable role as a linebacker edge hybrid type player. I think on your first and tens, obviously you're, you're going to see base defense, but when you get into uh, some of your exotics, if you get into third and longs, Bradley Chubb looked real good rushing on interior gaps. And I think that's the kind of dynamic athleticism and length that can really disrupt Russell Wilson within the pocket. I think you're, you're going to have to uh, be cognizant of big play ability. I think you have to get home if you need to blitz to do that, blitz to do that. But, you know, I, I don't see this being a passive game plan for the Dolphins. And in the grand scheme of things, I, I think they have the talent and the ability. It sounds like Jalen Phillips will be back. Um, I think they have the talent and the ability to play really assertive in the front and get home. Washington sacked him seven times. So this whole offensive success for me, it comes down to this. I took, I've been taking notes, right? I've been taking notes. The Broncos had three plays against the commanders for 163 yards of offense. It was a 60-yard bomb to Marvin Mims. It was a 53-yard go ball against cover one down the sideline to Marvin Mims. And it was a 50-yard tipped pass Hail Mary on the last offensive play of the game in regulation. They missed the two-point conversion to tie the game. 163 of 339. The other 59 plays, they had 236 yards of offense. 4.0 yards per play. If you include the Raiders, the entirety of the Raiders game was 58 plays for 260 yards, 4.5 yards per play. Three explosives. you got to limit explosives, and I trust this team to do it. The Dolphins, through two games, have conceded, and they played the Chargers as well as the Patriots. I know we all kind of turn our, our nose up at the New England Patriots passing offense. Through two games, the Dolphins have conceded three receptions of 15 yards or, or longer. And one of those was Keenan Allen matched on an out-and-up on the perimeter against the linebacker. You and your defensive ideology and approach should be able to protect yourself from explosive plays down the field. You should be able to maintain leverage. And I think the ability to play split field coverages and not go straight across the board uh, is really valuable because I, I think what Russ does do because he has time is you can run longer developing routes that start on one side of the field and develop vertically 20 plus yards down the field to the other side of the field. And if you have candy shallow on the other side of the field from where that route starts, 
those safeties are, and corners are going to drive on those throws. And then you're going to have that whole vacancy. And that's what happened on the touchdown pass, the 60-yard touchdown pass to Marvin Mims. So split field coverage. If they are going to play you with condensed formations, I'm looking at five-man pressures. And I really want to get in his face. And I really want to get him uncomfortable early. If it's spread, if it's more of a true spread offense, you play your coverage, you play up front with four, you hope to win on first down, and when you get in second and third and longs, that's when Bradley Chubb can line up inside, Andrew Van Ginkle can line up inside, can get exotics, maybe less Zach Sealer and Christian Wilkins as rushers uh, in the third and seven-plus territory, and really put your, your athletes out there. So that way you can still create miscommunication inside, you can still twist and exchange, but you always have those outside rushers with athleticism to help box Russ into the pocket. I'm not on the staff. But as I watched the Denver Broncos on both sides of the ball, those were the things that were very apparent to me is there's going to be things to be had any way you slice it so long as you're prepared and you have the answers for how the Broncos are going to choose to play you on both sides of the ball. We're going to talk about the conference, the AFC conference, big picture perspective here as we bring this episode of Locked on Dolphins to a close, so stick with us. Before you go any further on the show, Prize Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're easy and exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because it's just you versus the numbers. It's not you versus thousands of other people and sharps and smart money and all that nonsense. You just pick players at two to six of them more or less than their stat projection, and watch the winnings roll, and you can win up to 25 times your money if you were to correctly hit all six players more or less than their stat projections. And with quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types, Prize Picks is the number one daily fantasy sports app. Right now, you can go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNFL and use code LockedOnNFL for first deposit match of up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for first deposit match of up to $100. I'd also extend the invitation for those of you who are interested in being a part of a Miami Dolphins community that uh, is really having a good time right now. Locked on Dolphins subtext community. You could text Dolphins to 305 419 3924. It's a direct chat text line with me. You also get access to the Locked On Dolphins group chat and group community where you see film notes, you see all 22 observations that I have, we've got game day chats, all kinds of stuff. It's a couple bucks a month if you like it. You get the first two weeks free. If you don't like it, you can cancel within those two weeks, no questions asked. That's Dolphins to 305-419-3924 to sign up for the Locked On Dolphins subtext community. Check it out. Now, from a conference perspective, the Miami Dolphins are one of a number of powerhouse teams that kind of have, I don't want to say down weeks, or, or but there, there's not a lot of heavy-hitting matchups. The Bills play the Commanders. The Chiefs play the Bears. The Chargers play the Vikings. The Dolphins play the Broncos. The Browns play the Titans. The Jaguars play the the Texans. So 
the actual landscape across the AFC right now, there's two teams that are 2-0, and the Dolphins and the Ravens. The Ravens are at home against the, the Colts. I would imagine, you know, there's some question as far as Anthony Richardson. and oh, He's been taken out of both of his first two starts. He got a concussion last week. Uh, I expect Baltimore will win their football game and move to 3-0 and on the season. Obviously, from a Dolphins perspective, uh, your, your benefit in winning your own game is obvious. It's put you at 3-0. and uh, it's a very favorable position to start the season before you got to go to Buffalo, and then you, you get a chance to stay home for a couple of weeks and play teams over on the NFC side of things that are really struggling. The Giants are 1-2, and two, uh, and the Carolina Panthers are 0-2 to start the season, and they play at Seattle and have benched. Um, and they haven't benched, but Bryce Young's going to sit with an ankle injury. Uh, so they've already had an interruption at quarterback, and that's, that's a couple weeks down the road for Miami, but nonetheless. You would expect the Buffalo Bills will take care of business and beat the Commanders. You expect the Chiefs will take care of business and beat the Bears. Uh, the Bengals, as another historical powerhouse team over the last two, three seasons in the AFC, they're at home on Monday Night Football against the Rams. The Rams have kind of punched up above their weight class versus the talent that they have. I think the really interesting thing for that game is Joe Burrow, like he's dealing with the calf, he's practicing, but he's he's limited. He re-aggravated it last week. Um, there's no better dream come true than for Buffalo, Kansas City, and Cincinnati to all lose to NFC opponents. I just don't know that any of them will happen. I will say if Joe Burrow doesn't play, I would pick the Rams to beat the Bengals. So that would put you in a position where uh, a team that you're worried about or entered the season worried about with home field advantage uh, it might be three games behind you to start the year through three weeks if you take care of your own business against the Broncos. The biggest AFC matchup that's relevant is the Patriots visiting the New York Jets. Uh, the Jets at 1-1, one one, the Patriots at 0-2. The Patriots have won 14 straight against the Jets. And, of course, Aaron Rodgers with his injury, there's, there's a lot of talk about what that's going to look like. I, I personally think you already have a win over the Patriots. The Patriots are 0-2. I would like to see the Patriots win that game to push both of those teams to 1-2 and on the season. And then if you obviously take care of your own business against uh, the Denver Broncos, you would have a two-and-a-half game lead with three games played over New England, who would be sitting in third place in the conference, in the division. And that would set the stage for uh, Miami to, to really – have a chance to put an exclamation point on the start of the season in week four when they have to obviously go to Buffalo. If you win that one after winning in, against Denver, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But uh, from a conference perspective, I, I would say the uh, biggest things beyond the Dolphins taking care of their own business, winning their own football game, they should be focused about the Broncos. I'm not on the team. I don't have to worry about it. Neither are you. You don't have to worry about it either. So we can have some of these conversations. Uh, that Jets-Patriots game, is is probably the most leverage and interest. Now, there's also a benefit to uh, the Patriots falling to 0-3 if you want to go that route as well. So I don't think there's a, a wrong choice for who to root for in the game. Just from my personal preferences, I'd, I'd like to see both of those teams stay down. And the Jets um, losing as the team that already has a win uh, I think achieves more of that because Miami already has an edge against the Patriots. So... Lots at stake. There always is. 
but Miami is in a pristine opportunity to put themselves in a conversation of rarefied uh, teams in this 2023 season uh, because the San Francisco 49ers won. They are uh, 3-0. and The Ravens are the only other team with a chance to start 3-0 and besides Miami. Then you have Dallas against Arizona. They will probably win. Philadelphia is against Tampa Bay. Uh, so Tampa Bay is also 2-0, so you'll have one less 2-0 team there. Uh, the Saints are 2-0. They play in Green Bay against the Packers. Uh, we'll see what their health availability looks like. The Packers have like half their starting offense. is kind of questionable as far as health and availability. The Falcons are 2-0, uh, but they're going into Detroit to play the Lions. So just looking at the undefeated teams, you got two in the AFC. You got San Francisco's guaranteed to be there, Dallas, Philadelphia, uh, and then the three NFC South teams. I, I bet you lose half of those undefeated teams this, this week. It's obviously of relevance for the Dolphins because of the 72 team. That is going to do it for this episode of Locked on Dolphins. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I'm Kyle Krabs. Fins up. Keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. It is your team every day. I appreciate you guys for checking out the show. Make it a great rest of your day. Make it a great weekend. Fins up. I will talk to you after the Dolphins play the Broncos on Sunday afternoon. Here's hoping the Dolphins get another trip set for everyone into Club Dub as they look to push their record to 3-0 to start the season.